I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. We need to be versus do. When we think about being happy, being at peace, you know, trying to feel better in the moment, we think about something to do. And what we need to do is think, I, I need to stop and be, don't go do anything. This is not a moment to do. This is a moment to stop and be. And we, as a culture, we don't know how to be. We don't know how to be. We need to stop and be. If you want to be happy, be. Welcome to Self Helpful. I'm your guide, Kevin Miller, and I curate the sea of new personal development messages to bring the most influential leaders onto this show. Join me as I question my guests to better understand their counsel so we can all integrate the wisdom into our lives because we all want to elevate our own experience and improve the way we show up for others. The Self-Helpful Podcast is presented by Ziggler, your premier source for equipping coaches. Visit Ziggler.com. Seven keys to cultivate being present and feeling awe. All right. Number one is just understanding awe. And I think we did a lot of discussion on trying to redefine it or at least clarify it. And one piece of it here, as Jake is saying, to take five seconds, 15 seconds, whatever it is, is that we're not simply thinking about gratitude. I mean, I think that's great. I'm not taking away from that at all, but this isn't thinking. This is feeling feeling an emotion of inspiration. It reminded me of, you know, I, if you asked me to think about a bike rack, I can, I can think about a, you know, bike rack, just uh, mentally think about it and remember a bike rack in, a, in one of the races as a pro cyclist. And yet when somebody shows me one, people will send stuff on, you know, clips and stuff of people doing crazy stuff on bikes and whatever. I don't want to watch it because I am there. I can viscerally feel, I know what it feels like to slam to the ground at 35 miles an hour and something breaks, or you lose a truckload of skin on the pavement. It's a visceral feeling. Okay. That's a negative. We don't want to do that when we're microdosing uh, mindfulness here, but that's what we're trying to tune into is to think for a minute, just go to something that you have such a good feeling about and be there, enter that place and stop. And again, do more than think, but to actually feel and to conceive of something that to you is truly an emotional moment of awe. May not have been some, you know, highfalutin, awesome thing that you're going to post on Instagram, but it was a moment where you felt, oh, it was a rainbow. It was a, a rain coming down on a quiet day. It was a moment of peace 
and we're leaving anxiety and things like that. Number two, microdosing mindfulness. We're talking about, uh, again, in this, this is another piece of, of the feeling aspect. We're stepping into it and in doing the feeling part of it, we're leaving anxiety. We're leaving the fight or flight that most of us live in constantly to some level. And even to think about sleeping, sometimes we'll sleep and we still don't leave it because we have to consciously leave those things and try, try to empty ourselves of those. You can go on, go to sleep and your brain is chewing on anxiety, uh, which is why you may have dreams or you may wake up not rested. I, I have a watch. It's a Garmin watch. Uh, wearable device in essence that will measure your stress throughout the night. And if I am stressing on something, it'll show me that. It'll also show me that if I ate something my body doesn't like before bed, my stress level will be high. But uh, we're talking about uh, microdosing these moments. Again, the analogies that I used were the thought of, because you may do a morning routine where you really sit in mindfulness and you really uh, do take an emotional break. But if you just do that in the morning and you don't do it throughout the day, you lose out. We use the analogy of water. If you're supposed to drink half a gallon-ish of water per day and you do it all in the morning, you're just going to be gloated. You're going to be bloated. You're going to pee it out. And uh, if you don't drink any more, by the end of the day, you're going to be dehydrated. Uh, you need to do little bits of drinking throughout the day. We talked about that also in regards to exercise, that if I go out, today I went out, I was out for about an hour and a half. I did a ride and a run. That's great. But then if I just sit here sedentary on my butt all day, I'm still reaping the negative consequences of being inactive. That's not how our grandparents uh, our great grandparents live. They were, they moved all throughout the day. So I have to get up and do some push ups or go for a walk otherwise, or some pull ups, or you could stretch for a second or something. Um, and Jared, my brother Jared in episode uh, in part three brought up living in moments instead of minutes, taking a, a five, 15, 30 seconds, whatever it is, and have a moment, have a moment. That's not just thinking gratitude. It's not just letting the minutes go by. It's just, I'm going to stop and check in and have a moment. Number three, um, we need to be versus do. When we think about being happy, being at peace, you know, trying to feel better in the moment, we think about something to do. And what we need to do is think, I, I didn't I need to stop and be, don't go do anything. This is not a moment to do. This is a moment to stop and be. And we as a culture, we don't know how to be. We don't know how to be. We need to stop and be. If you want to be happy, be. If you want to be happy, be. That's a quote by Leo Tolstoy, an old one. Stop and be. And man, I'm, this is a hard one for me. Uh, it has been a hard one. I'm learning little baby steps, but to not think about doing. Anytime we think about wanting to feel better, be happy, we think about something we can do. Go eat something, go listen to something. Go, And those are great, man. I do that constantly. I'll put on good music, get a cup of tea or coffee or whatever it is and uh, do something, I do that. But this is a moment where we're saying, we're gonna step into awe, step into feeling, step into emotion, stop and be. Number four, really got into this in part three with my brother, Jared. We've gotten desensitized to awe. And I talked about it with Jake too, that concept that we don't even know what awesome is, being awe, it's awesome, it's full of awe. We've really de de uh, devalued that word. And we say, ah, you know, that burrito was awesome. And then that 
you know, skydiving was awesome. Man, those aren't on the same wavelength unless it's a really good breed. I'd be a, have to be a really exceptional one. There are some out there that are exceptional, but generally not what we're talking about. We've gotten desensitized and we've lost our moments, even to the opportunity to have these moments to our devices. And it's a great thing to, you know, put a sticker on your phone. And when you pick it up to check out whatever, like there, I've got a, a notification from Word Feud and Upwards, two games I play with one of my kids. Uh, but instead of doing that and playing that game or going and checking your social media or even your messages or whatever that may be important or whatnot, put it down, take a moment to just be. When we saturate uh, ourselves with these voyeuristic moments of awe, we look at Instagram you know, videos or YouTube or whatever, and we look at other people experiencing awesome things and it, we're not there. It's voyeuristic. We're spectating something. It's not even in real life. And it tricks, I think it tricks our minds into thinking that we're experiencing something now. And we may feel something, but it is not sitting in something that we've actually uh, experienced, which is number five. You got to experience some of these feelings to be able to call upon them. It really stuck out to me that when I have those moments, I'm checking into something that I experienced. I'm checking into a mountaintop experience or a lake, or, uh, you know, for me, it's a lot of outdoor stuff, the ocean I'm checking into those, but you could think about the awe of, if you ever held a newborn baby, you got to catch one like I did. Um, if you've ever experienced just a really exceptional concert or music that moved you or, or a setting that moved you or fell in love, or you had a great achievement, you won something or you, or you just, you didn't win. You just achieved it. You bettered yourself. And it was a moment of just great satisfaction. Satisfaction is a good word. Uh, you have to have those moments to call upon them. And there are going to be some people, we talked about the mo some movies and books, the movie, the, the uh, Secret Life of Walter Mitty, I think is what it's called. Uh, Walter Mitty, just type that in, you'll find it. And it's a guy who realized he's not done anything. He has nothing to put in his personals ad. And, you know, it probably wasn't his fault. He grew up in a family and they went to school and they went to work and they didn't do anything. And he got out and he was responsible and he paid his bills, went to work, paid his bills and, and whatnot, but he hadn't done anything that was, that stood out. And if you find yourself there, you're in good company, but it may be a time to go experience something so you can then call upon them in these moments. Number six, Choose what you're going to be captivated by. That was convicting to me to think about, uh, Jake talked about, Jake Eagle talked about being captivated, that it's easy to be captivated by this device to look and scroll over and over and watch the next new thing. They create these things to put trillions of dollars. You know this, but we need to be reminded trillions of dollars into getting your attention, captivating you. And the moment that you tune in, they make a dollar or a penny or whatever. Um, they're seeking to captivate and to watch what, and I'm not saying don't be captivated by that. If it gives you some joy and some fun, fine, but is that all that's going to captivate you? Can you take a minute to be captivated by something that really feels good in your soul? That moment of awe, an emotion of, of true joy and positivity, not a device. So it's just a good reminder to think about what were we captivated by today? And we're often captivated by negative stuff. We're captivated by titillating, you know, stuff, just whatever, again, something that just captures your attention, but it's not something that moves you. It's not something that benefits you. It's not something that raises you, that lifts you, that inspires you. Choose what to be captivated by. And last seven, 
And this is a hard one for me. I think it's a hard one for everyone of how much of this that we're all talking about. My whole show here, self-helpful. It's a mind game. It's a mind game. We have all come into life, usually into circumstances we didn't choose good or bad. And we were programmed just truth. And um, now we have to look at that and look, especially the negative thoughts that creep in, the negative feelings and figure out, man, how do I get out of those? How do I achieve these aspects of happiness and joy and peace and gratitude and, and all these good things? And it's a mind game. It would be great if like Leo Tolstoy, we could just, hey, you want to be happy? Just be. Just be happy. It's not that easy. Uh, we can grow more towards it being that easy, but it's not that easy. It's a mind game. And we're talking about altered states. How can we alter ourselves? How can and a lot of us need to alter our environment? It's very hard to reach a place of awe, gratitude, even uh, peace, joy, happiness. If the environment's crappy, there's things we can do to physically alter ourselves. We talked about that with uh, Jared in part three to just, oh, low, for me, lower, for those of you watching me, to lower the shoulders, take a big breath, do some box breathing, look up box breathing. You can see what that is and just change your physical state. Stand up, stretch, you know, do yoga, go for a walk, do some jumping jacks, whatever it is, you know, uh, do it, alter your physical being. Uh, as well. So we can in, in, alter the environment, the circumstances, the physical room. You know, I, I alter a lot with music. You might do it with candles. You might do it with smells. Uh, you might do it with a picture that has meaning to you, whatever you need to do. But all of it is somewhat of a game. I don't like to use that word because it sounds bad, but it just is. And we all have to wake up every day and figure out what's the game I need to play the structure I need to put in place so that I can achieve a mental alteration, an altered state from the norm. The norm of us is based on survival and is often negative. I don't even like admitting that, but it just is. We're trying to change that. And we have to uh, proactively do something generally to cause that. And, and this you know, kind of kind of negates what I said before. We, we sometimes have to do a few things so that we can stop and be. For me, I need some quiet. I just bought some, uh, I bought some loop. This is not an ad. They're not paying me. Loop uh, earbuds that for people with hearing sensitivities and whatnot, you can tune things out. Yesterday, I was out on my back deck. I'm in a national forest. Can't even see a neighbor. But I had a neighbor and their dog was barking. It was filling the valley. Um, it's it's overly sensitive. It wasn't close by. Uh, and yet for me, it was a bother. And it's why I bought, it must have not been yesterday, two days ago. I bought these these uh, loop earplugs to help me the next time that happens. So I can be outside. I can hear the bird chirping nearby, but I don't hear this dog in the background. But you know, sometimes there are some things to do, but we're ultimately crafting all these things to help us be to alter our mental state, to be in an altered state of positivity than negativity and positive emotions and not negative emotions. Well, friends, uh, I, I got to thank Jake Eagle uh, for his candor, his humility, his insight that he brought to this. It was exceptional. I'm going to stay in contact with Jake. Uh, thank him along with his co-author, Michael Amster, for bringing us this book, The Power of Awe. Here it is again. If you want to check it out, The Power of Awe, Overcome Burnout and Anxiety, Ease Chronic Pain, Find Clarity and Purpose in Less Than One Minute. 
per day. Uh, and you can find, of course, the book anywhere you get books, The Power of Awe. Thanks to my brother, Jared Angaza, for joining me in part three to tease out even more great insights into this issue, such as creating moments instead of just going through the minutes of the day. Uh, that's that's going to stick with me. Uh, you can also check out uh, uh, Jake Eagle at liveconscious.com. You can find Jared Angaza, A-N-G-A-Z-A. Yes, we are full blood brothers. He changed his last name. That's a story. But you can find him at jaredongaza.com. There you go. What a series. Friends, thank you for tuning into Self Helpful, where I curate the sea of new personal development materials and help you integrate wisdom into your life because we all want to elevate our own experience and improve the way we show up for others. 